Hello, beautiful. You are listening to Mind Body Clarity. I am Amber Price, and I help women just like you reclaim your personal power by developing your intuition so that you can align authentically to a lifestyle that you create and design through empowered choices. I am going to share tips and strategies to help you live in alignment with your authentic self and feel empowered to make decisions with clarity. Let's go. Today on this episode, I want to discuss how to cope with school as a psychic or a highly sensitive person. So I'm a psychic, a medium, and an empath, and I've always struggled with the institution of school. It wasn't something that I loved doing. It wasn't something that I loved being part of. As a matter of fact, I wanted to resist it at any given cost. It was very difficult for me. And the more that I come to learn more about other people who are similar to me or highly sensitive to energy as well, the more that I've learned that they also had struggles trying to figure out how to balance energy or even understand it in the institution of school. Now, I love learning and I loved growing and I will always be a lifetime student, but my school was earth. My school was experience. My school was doing and you know, trial and error or whatever. Um, I really, really loved the idea of being able to um, experience things hands-on to find out what worked for me and what didn't, what I believed in and what I didn't. How I learned was extremely important to me as a psychic medium, someone who's sensitive to energy, because it helped me really embrace what I wanted and how it helped me co-create my life's experience. And, you know, when you're in school, it's not really helping you individualize your own experience. And that's how come most psychics will resist it because it is not conducive to um, expansion of your own individual soul's experience. It's not, it's not conducive to individuality. And so, you know, that's why from the get-go, in order to survive the energy of school, we need to have some tips that we can share with each other in order to cope with it, to to be successful in school, because there there is a lot of value in um, the institution of school. And it's just understanding how to learn, how to cope with it, and how to Uh, be successful with it because that's going to make or break your own experience. So it's learning as a psychic how to co-create your own experience and individualize it to your, your own unique story well in the institution of schooling, which is for the masses. And that's the trick. That's the tip. That's the, that, that's the trick of it all, right? So, um, okay, so today I wanted to share some things that were going to help us cope with the energy of school. And first and foremost, it starts with before you even go to school. Now, this could be the night before, it could be the morning of, it doesn't matter. But before you go to school, there's some 
things that a psychic or sensitive person is going to want to consider doing in order to try to create a good foundation of energy to be grounded so that their body, mind, and spirit are all connected in one energetic currency in order to be able to have the momentum to get through the day of school. And this starts with being prepared. It starts with maybe laying out your clothes, um, all of your, you know, your underwear, your um, outerwear, all the things you need, your socks, your shoes, your backpack, your hats, your mitts, your coats, whatever. Having everything laid out the night before. I'm going to tell you as an energetic person, when you are not feeling confident, when you do not feel like you are prepared with what you are wearing, you are not going to want to go out into the world and feel confident and motivated and successful because the energy of what you are wearing is creating your experience for yourself, but also for others and how they experience you. Um, so a big, there's, uh, it's such a big deal in order to have your, your clothing prepared in advance. It'll stop a lot of meltdowns the day of. Also, um, contributing to the lunch and the snack preparation and having that planned out ahead of time. You know, not a lot of people know what they want to eat a week in advance, but if you're someone who has an idea of what you want and you are able to um, kind of do a blend of something that's going to give you like a treat experience, but also a lot of stuff that's going to give you high vibrational energy. I'm talking about fruits and vegetables, whole grains, proteins, things like that. You know, trying to kind of avoid a lot of processed foods and sugars and junk and that kind of stuff. However, everything in moderation, because if it's going to allow you to get through your day and you feel excited about getting to your meal period, then you're going to want to have a little snack in there. The other thing too is that for parents of psychic kids, leaving a little note or something that's familiar to them in their lunch bag will be an exciting burst of energy, uh, a renewal of sorts that is going to uh, give your child an extra boost to get through the rest of the day. Also, setting some intentions. Now, obviously using age-appropriate language when you're asking your child this, um, but, you know, starting to teach them to to co-create their day. It doesn't matter if your child is two years old or 92 years old. You need to allow them the autonomy to help co-create their experience because it is their life. It is their experience. It is their soul's lesson. And they do have to have that human experience. So their intentions could be, you know, what are you hoping happens today with your teacher? What kinds of things are you looking forward to doing with the, with your classmates What's your favorite thing you're looking forward to in gym class? Um, what's your favorite period and what are you wanting to create in that period? You know, you, again, using age-appropriate questions, but helping them to start thinking ahead of what they could look forward to so that they have some autonomy in their day. So it's not just because as a psychic person, as an energetically sensitive person, the worst part of the day is feeling like I had to surrender my power to 
the school system, to uh, to adults, to other human beings, and that I felt like I had no control or say or creativity in my day. So the best thing you can do for your psychic child is to help them start to learn how to co-create, set intentions, little goals throughout the day or goals that you might go through the week or through the semester, the term, whatever, and helping them by asking questions and then having them ask you questions so that both of you are starting to interact. Now, it could look like them asking you, what are you going to do today? Are you excited about work today? And the best part of that is when they start asking you questions about that, it means that they're wanting to learn from you. This is part of their education. So giving them as much information as possible, you know, age appropriately, of course, that's going to give them the opportunity to be able to understand you as a human as well. Because children often don't see their parents as being human, so to speak. So so when you humanize yourself to your child, you're also showing them that you don't have it all figured out all the time, but you're willing to learn and there's going to be bumps along the way and you're going to figure it out. And it's okay that there are bumps and bruises along the way and that you can use your troubleshooting skills, your problem solving skills to sort it out, just like you're going to um, teach them and support them with. And that's that's a big deal. That really is a big deal to an energetically sensitive person because the surrender of power is debilitating. And it's not an ego-based power I'm talking about. I'm talking about the surrender of power, personal power, of not being able to speak your mind, to show your individualism, to be unique, to stand out from the bunch, to be able to be creative, to be seen, to be heard. Those things, those things are the important things that if you take those things away or other people take those things away from an energetically sensitive person, you, oh, it's not good. It's not good. So it's, what can you do to kind of support that so that they can learn along the way and and then they can be successful in their day? Um, And then also walking to school or doing a stretch or body movement or a funny uh, dance in the kitchen before you go to school will help to release some of the pent up energy that they're going to have to be able to start their day. Because we will pick up on the energy of the anticipation of the day. So it's not unusual for the child to be picking up on the teacher uh, before they even get to school or fellow classmates, or maybe the principal, or other support staff in the school. So it's not unusual for a child to wake up and just feel off, and maybe not understand why. Um, so, So giving them also the space to figure out you know, what is this energy that they're dealing with when they woke up? What, why the sudden shift in energy? Maybe we can't put words to it. Maybe we can't validate it and understand it right now. But it's giving them space to try to figure it out. And then maybe at the end of the day, circling back to them and saying, you know, this morning when you woke up, you seemed um, like you were a little bit anxious or nervous or um, you felt like you kept worrying about your teacher. 
did you get that sorted out today or did you find out the reason for that or did anything come of it and you can start to help them try to circle back to what that energy means and and why it was affecting them because as a psychic when we understand what's happened just with anything else in the world anyone else in the world if you understand what's happening even to a very basic extent then it helps you cope with it a lot better So while the kids are at school, um, they're going to have a lot of expectations. They're going to have a lot of rules and guidelines um, and and timelines that are restricting them from being able to be who they truly are. So they're being contained quite a bit. They're they're having to uh, be a different version of themselves and maybe not be fully... um, trusting in the people that are around them to feel safe enough to have um, genuine and meaningful conversations or to be able to feel safe to have uh, questions being asked or maybe they had a rough day with bullying or things like that. And all of that is going to um, drain your psychic child's energy. So while they're at school, Um, giving them some hints on how to cope with the energy while they're there. And again, it's going to be age appropriate, but taking an extra couple seconds to feel like maybe when they're switching from indoor to outdoor shoes, um, telling them, you know, make sure you put both feet on the ground and feel the floor on your feet before you switch shoes so that they can ground. Or when you, when you feel like your energy is, is starting to overwhelm you, Take a deep breath in through your nose, hold it for a second, and then push it right out your mouth, far, far, far away out into the universe. Um, So breathing, you can teach them to breathe. You can teach them to feel the earth or ground under their feet. You can um, teach them to stretch their body, move their body. You can teach them to um, find someone they trust to communicate with. You can teach them to journal or sing or dance or color. You can teach them to lay on the ground and maybe make snow angels or, you know, feel the grass under their, under their body. You can teach them to look up into the clouds and find the, find the clouds and the images in the clouds. You can teach them to find five things that are blue or five things that are white or two things that they can hear with their ears, like the birds chirping or uh, sirens going or something. Allow them to use their mindfulness techniques in the moment while they are in their school day. Now, this could also be any other part of the day for any other reason, um, but just in terms of when you're getting your kid out there and you're leaving them and they're gone from the day from you, um, starting to teach them those things or remind them of those things are going to be super important about, about that. I also want to point out that energetically sensitive kids are also energetically sensitive to sound and schools can be very overstimulating. First of all, you got fluorescent lighting, which is just a nightmare for for kids that are energetically sensitive. And then um, just so much lighting, you've got so much noise and sound and, um, you know, scraping of, of, 
of chairs against the floor and the bells ringing and the intercoms going and, you know, other kids chitter, chitter chattering and, you know, all of those sounds and smells and lights and maybe people touching each other, bumping into each other, like just overstimulation. That is for an energetically sensitive person, overstimulating, even if it's for 30 seconds out of a whole day, it can really make your energy go off balance. So giving them the techniques to go out there into their school day, out there into the world, to be able to understand that everything is energy and energy is everything. So talking and sitting and listening to sounds and smelling, selling scents and all of these things are all processing and draining energy. Um, They can also rejuvenate and restore energy, but it's what works for you individually. So, so teaching them that and understanding, learning more about your child. If you have five kids, like I did, each one of them are going to be unique in some way. One might want constant music playing in the background. The other one might not want any music playing. The other one might want their light on. The other might might want the light off. The one might like to read. The other one wants to do auditory books. Like one loves hugging and snuggling and the other one might like a little, little hug and then away they go. They want their personal space. So everybody's going to be different. And the other thing about sensitivity and oversensitivity is is fabrics. So if your child is really struggling with the fabrics of the clothing um, or socks or shoes that you that you have for them, that can completely set them off. So allowing them to to make choices based on how they feel about the sensations of the things touching their body all day long. Um, part of what I needed to do was I needed to be in yoga pants and hoodies all the time. And I actually wear a tank top underneath all of my hoodies because I need the soft tank top to be a buffer between that and my hoodie. And there's certain materials that I cannot have, um, silks I can't touch, um, different things like that, wool I can't touch. They just overstimulate me and it creates an imbalance with my energy. So Learning that is important. Also addressing for the occasion, that was the other thing, was making sure they have a change of clothes. Um, if Because especially in the fall, it's like freezing in the morning and then boiling hot in the afternoon and the kids are like either freezing or boiling with their clothing. So allowing them to take a change with them, a change of clothes to school. So like when you're not sure of the weather, just giving them some options that they can change into because um, the temperature... And the experience of them in that temperature is also going to throw them off energetically as well. The idea here is for them to understand how they're processing, storing, releasing energy uniquely so that they can overcome those very, um, very basic and foundational energetic things so that they can focus on the other things that they need to do, such as learning, interacting, growing, all of those things. So it's it's really trying to, to help them create a very good energetic balance and really just understanding themselves to the point that they just know what they like and what they don't like and what they can do in situations that they can't control or things they doing things they don't like but they have to do such as like if I don't like reading and I have to do a book report I might still have to do that but I also have to figure out how to manage my energy so that I do it 
and become um, successful or at least try to, to do the task successfully without my energy sabotaging me. So that's a big deal. All right, um, creating a routine that works for each individual child as well. Some kids need to come straight home from school and they need to wash their hands or have their shower or bath, change their clothes, whatever. All of these things are normal because all of those things um, clear energy from your child who's energetically sensitive and letting them do that, but also um, giving them some time and space to reconcile their day. They don't want to go from being controlled and um, herded around all day long and not have any freedom to do anything to come home to have the same thing happen. Their nervous system needs a chance to decompress, to stabilize. So giving them some time before they have to do the other tasks that they have to do after school. And also the other thing I found was when you have your child to um, booked up after school, it doesn't give them any opportunity to be able to um, decompress or release that energy. So too many after school activities or too many demands or too many tasks is going to just kind of create a rollover from today into tomorrow into tomorrow. Now you might get a couple days out of your child and then you're going to have meltdowns and resistance and obstinance and things like that. So, um, and then the health issues start. My stomach hurts. I have a headache. I don't want to do this. I can't do that. Um, so those are the things that you want to look at because any kid that's going to tell you they've got a stomach ache, they have a headache, they don't feel good, uh, they're too tired, whatever. Um, that means that their energy has been out of balance and out of whack, and now it's starting to affect their physical self. So those are good things to watch for. Um, obviously, you want to go to a doctor. I'm not a doctor. I'm talking about just energy. Um, so once you've ruled out anything health-wise um, from a medical professional, then you're going to want to start to figure out, is it the energy of what's going on around them and how to, to manage those things, which is some of the things we're talking about today. All right. Now, the next thing is, is listening to your child and helping them name their emotion. One of the biggest things in working with psychic kids over, over the last nearly two decades is to help them understand what emotions they're having so they can put words to it and understand it. Um, and it might sound like a child, you know, pushing, pushing another child. And then you say, oh, I see that you pushed your brother. I feel like that you might be frustrated because you are not, you know, able to share or that you, he wasn't listening to your words or, or like, so basically you see the idea you're, you're witnessing what's going on and then you are creating a narrative to help them understand what has happened and what emotion might be attached to it. And then you can ask them, you know, what do you think happened or what would be a good solution for you in this situation? But really being able to help them understand, well, okay, yeah, you're right. I did push my brother because I, you're right. I was frustrated. He wasn't listening to me tell him not to touch my toys. And so I got frustrated and I pushed him and that wasn't a good solution. Next time I'm going to tell him I don't want him to touch my things. And then I'm going to tell him I'm going to get frustrated. And then I'm going to have to come and tell mommy and daddy or whatever, whatever the solution is. Always give them some solutions 
solutions to, to help them understand what the next thing to do is. Because kids don't always, well, heck, most people don't always know what the right thing to do is, especially since, you know, the right thing might be different with other situations or people that you're dealing with. And, and everything is always subjective. So energy, energy, energy. Your kid comes home from school. You're going to want to expect there's probably going to be a meltdown here and there. <laughs> there's probably going to be a meltdown dropping them off. And there's likely going to be one or two or three when they get home. And this is just their way of releasing all of that energy and dumping it out because now they're back in a safe space where they can feel loved and supported and it's their safe space. So even if they know that they are not handling something well, they know that their parents or their siblings or their grandparents or whoever's care caregiving them um, is going to help them through it. The, the key is that the adults are I need to ground themselves for this, not take it personally um, or, or understand it as a behavior issue to help them understand how to overcome this energy hurdle, this block, this explosion of energy. And, um, you know, you can also near the end of the day, again, bath, shower, silly dance, stretch, uh, do some things, run outside for a little while, get outside, you know, enjoying, just even enjoying the sun and the earth and, you know, having grass under their feet or sitting by a tree or walking around the neighborhood, whatever, um, just having some downtime, give yourself, give themselves time for play and for, for just just doing nothing or just, you know, just relaxing. That is such a big, big deal. Um, you know, play, be creative, allow that, you know, we, there's so many opportunities for us to have to be serious and, and all of that in our lifetime, like a lot, it doesn't matter what your age is, give some time for play, do some silly things, allow yourself to just let your guard down. Everything is still going to be there later. You can always just manage it differently that's going to work for you. And then just the key is, is just picking up on their nonverbal energy. Don't rush them. Don't put more time constraints on them. You know, start to plan um, your day differently so that it includes giving them more notice for things. If you know that you have to be out the door at 6.30 to go to dinner with your parents, then you know, it's not about, okay, well, I'm just going to tell my child at 6.15, he's got to get his shoes and coat on and get in the car because I said so. It's about giving your psychic and energetically sensitive child the time to know tonight we're going to be going to see grandma and grandpa because we're going to have dinner and we're going to have a good time and we're going to meet up with each other. So that means after school, you might want to rest for a little bit and then we'll get your clothes planned out before we go. Um, and then we're going to, we're going to head out at 6.15. We're going to leave the house at 6.15. So giving them the opportunity to be part of the experience that they are tagging along and being involved in experiencing in, um, giving them that information and also, um, you know, including them in these conversations that best helps. Like if you don't care what's for dinner, but they might like include them in the planning of what, you know, what does everybody want for dinner this week? Or, you know, do you want to come grocery shopping and help me pick out the food and understand where does the food come from and how do we buy it? And what do we exchange the money for the food and the product and the value and all of those things? Because all of these things are learning as well. And learning out in the real world is what 
psychic or sensitive people love to do. It's where they're really going to thrive. And when they can see that concept being taught in school and then applied in the real world, they're going to start to to put those things cohesively together. And you're going to find that they're going to participate more and the momentum is going to grow. At the end of the day, accept that things may not be going as planned and just give hugs or acts of compassion, love, and ultimately patience. And no matter what, if all else fails, ask them what they need. Because it may be something super simple that we might be making way bigger than it needs to be. So ask them what they need and see what they say. All right, use some of these tips. And then also I'd be interested to see what strategies and tips that you use with your psychic or energetically sensitive person to help them get through their school day. Until next time, enjoy back to school. You just listened to Mind Body Clarity with Amber Price. Please head over to www.amber-price.com to check out more information. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please share or rate it. See you next time.